One, two, ten. Welcome to the Glamour Throne Podcast. Coming on you with infos on writing, recording, and marketing a metal album in 2013. Hey, who is it? Hello and welcome to the Claim of Throne Podcast. My name is Ash, and this is Cabba. Hey Ash, good to be back again for the third time. Today, uh, in the commentary box. In the commentary box. What a catch. Oh, that's a massive wicket. Catch of the day, that one was actually. Catch of the spray. Just about, I uh, dropped my cum on the floor, but caught it. Like ponting. Ricky ponting. Fucking, whoa. Can I say that on here? What fuck? Or ponting. Ponting, yeah. No, he's been fired. Razor Ray, if you are listening, we like cricket. Yeah, we definitely do. Sometimes. Speaking of which, that's what we should open with. Cricket? No, no, no. Razor Ray and the band Bane of Isseldorf. Oh, yeah. Ash just bought their new uh, little seven-inch seven vinyl. tracks. I like it heaps. Yeah. Nice and um, grim-sounding. Triumphant war metal band from uh, Sydney, I believe. Yeah. No, they're awesome. Good eggs if you're into your um, sort of more grim side of Viking metal and a uh, bit of black metal. Definitely check them out. You'll dig it. And w- it was w- very w- cheap. com. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they got more, but it was an interesting idea because I hadn't actually heard much from them for a while and um, for them to pop out with something a bit different was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Well, it's been a bloody busy week in the throne camp, hasn't it? Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe not this week since oh, last we spoke were, on here anyway. I thought that was a joke. It was really serious. I was only thinking of the um, four days off that we spent yeah. locked away in, in this recording room. We started just the few days before the Easter weekend happened. Mm-hmm. We decided that we were going to wait till the Easter weekend, get all these guitars down just for the rhythm tracks at least and anything else we had time for. But then a few days before we started, Jim came up, Dicey came over every night and we stayed up way too late just tracking, well really just getting sounds and mucking around and getting too drunk. Getting drunk, yeah. So then by the time the actual Easter Friday... Ricky drunk. Oh, we were Ricky drunk. And listen to the roar. They love Ricky Ponting here. And um, go around to Friday night, a massive, massive night, got one and a half songs done mm. by then, and then smashed into the whole weekend, which was like 12, 14-hour days. Yeah. Probably only eight hours work. What was that film clip we watched? Goats? Ooh. Camels. Camels? What are you? One too many camel. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We watched the um, Trollfest. Trollfest. That was very funny. Yeah, that was funny. No, what's what the other one with that band? Camels. Um... No, goats. It's goats. A, it's an animal. They had a goat in their film clip. You've seen the band live. Oh, of course, Milking the Goat Machine. Milking the Goat Machine. That was the worst thing I've ever yeah, seen, Yeah, that was really bad. And that's um, coming from a guy who enjoyed the Trollfest video clip, which yeah. I wouldn't expect because I'm not, not a huge fan of them, but that was funny. What did we achieve when we were recording those rhythm guitars over that period last week? Twelve tracks, I believe, of all rhythm guitar done. Did you have a good time with the uh, rhythm guitars, Ash? You were behind the hot seat doing the producing. What happened? I didn't really have to do anything, which was great. Oh, I did some things, pressed record a few times and yeah. play. How's your finger from clicking spacebar a lot? Really good. A lot better than when I was editing before because I made sure not to cramp it in such an mm. awkward position. But I did get a sore back because I used bad posture on my chair for oh, wow. like the first day. Don't drink and record or yeah. you're a bloody idiot. <laughs> we DI'd all the guitars, clean tones, because we're going to reamp them later on, which means we're going to take those clean guitar sounds, run them back through an amplifier and mic them up. Once they're all complete, it saves our neighbours rather than us. So we don't have to like crank amps constantly for four days straight. We do it at our own pace or into the wee hours of the morning, which is what we did. They actually sound really cool considering we were just listening back to what we recorded via amp simulations on the computer, the ones that we've used before, because we plugged through a DI instead of directly into the actual recording interface itself basically opened up the signal a little bit just gave it a bit more headroom and a lot fuller Fuller. 
and also the guitars being set up really helped like they did sound a lot cleaner and better they were staying in tune as well up until the second last day i think when one of the guitars was getting a bit of a nasty buzz yeah he was being a real naughty guitar that one Got yeah. some fret bars and had to switch it over. Um, but we, yeah, we were using our two ESPs and we had, um, yeah, one nice Ibanez of Dicey's as well, which we made the switch over on yeah. the second last day. So three songs that use the Ibanez and the rest use both ESPs, but they sound very similar to be honest. Yeah. Um, we did the whole thing with guitar right and guitar left for, for rhythm guitaring. So hopefully that sounds pretty big. Jim wanted to do double that amount. So. At least. At least. <laughs> yeah. We sort of had a bit of a talk about that. Which is good if you're in cephalotripsy. Although, who knows? They probably only use one. Mm. Maybe if we were heavier, we would be good. I'm not much of a believer in quad tracking and mm-hmm. eight times tracking. What's that? Octo track. Is that who a word? Knows? I just made it up. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. We should call the album that. Are we um, allowed to tell people how much material was on this album? Of course. Like 70 minutes. Pretty much all of our albums combined. It's a lot. We've never done that before. And especially the last album was half an hour. Our Tales was 10 minutes. So this is huge. Crazy thing about it is that it's 60 minutes of rhythm guitars at the moment, if that gives you any ideas. So there are a few songs we haven't actually tracked anything for the intros or the outros yet. So they're extended a bit beyond their current length. Um, some acoustics and some samples and stuff. Yeah. So we did out. a did a rough add up and it came to something like 67 68 minutes conservatively sounds Whoa, a bit mama. nitpicky going into the minutes but CDs only hold so much information so yeah we did a few google searches and i think we'll be okay if we come in below 70 minutes anyway which yeah, yeah sounds like we just will we're almost thinking of perhaps dropping a couple of the weaker songs and using them for b sides or whatever but screw that we might just yeah use all of them and yeah, big, epic, long album. Mm. If we did drop any, I'd probably only drop one or two at the most. We could drop the one 12-minute song. Or that, yeah. <laughs> Bring but, the album down to a normal length, but yeah, that's soft. Yeah, who knows? Only Razor Ray would do that. He'd drop a catch. Yeah. No, I believe he would He would stick in his hand. He'd be in the slips, eh? I thought he won his um, like Maybe. the cricket pennants. What is this Razor Ray night, eh? Hey? I think it's just because I've been listening to it. Have you and been listening to it? Yeah, yeah. I've got my um record player upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I was drinking wine last night and mm. listening to that. What flavour? It was a... Red? Yes. Sweetberry wine! Shraz. Well, mama. By someone who makes wine. Tony Pepperoni. Your dad. We're not even drinking tonight. What is wrong with us? Well, Probably I went we to Melbourne been. for 36 hours oh, yeah, and yeah. killed myself. Yeah, I stayed home. Didn't really drink on the weekend, but... I should be now. Just coffee. Just a salad. Gotta have it. What else do we have to do? What's this thing we're doing? We're lead guitars. We should probably be recording now, actually, yeah. instead of doing a podcast. Yeah, but, definitely. But hey, we're already well late on this one. Yeah, and that is because we were busy. Saturday. Might just um, quickly jump over to our social media segment. It's not much going on. Um, we've just posted a bit of a status about 10 minutes ago uh, on the old Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, yeah, if you guys ever want us to talk about anything on here so we don't babble on about all this crap, then um, definitely get on on those pages and write to us. So far, we've got one question, which is from Patrick Milley, saying, can I ask a question? Good question, Patrick. Um, Should we say yes and then see if he asks one? Just let him know that he's allowed to ask one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, perhaps he'll give us a question. I think maybe it's time to jump into our first little segment, which is on music marketing, and that's Cabba's forte, and he does have a four. That's the uh, intro. Our WordPress site at wclimthrone.net has uh, been pretty on the quiet side the last week or so. We haven't really put much up. So I was about to put up a little blodge. I read that blodge. Floyd, you're dead, mate. 
Yes, so this week on the Blodge, I read that Blodge. Um, our first article on there for a while, hopefully put up tonight. It's just some things a lot of people won't even know about. So if you're in a band and you're looking to get a bit more presence on the internet, consider these five that we're about to chat about. And if you've got any ideas for other cool sites or anything, let us know about them. First one I was going to talk about was RSS feeds. Which I don't fully understand. Mm. Well, actually, I don't even partially understand it, and I want to know about this. That's it, and it's one of those things which, I don't know, if you remember, you know, years and years ago when Facebook was starting, you started seeing it around, you're like, what is everyone going on about? And this is one of those things where you see, follow our RSS feed everywhere. You go to a restaurant, and they're trying to get you to follow their RSS, and you're like, what is that? And it's really difficult, because it's not as simple as a Facebook or a Twitter, where you just sign up to a website. If you have, if you're website is like a blog, right? A blog is not necessarily just some gay, annoying thing where someone talks about recipes and their opinion on Obama. Pretty much can just be a website, but that has a constant flowing feed. So like a band, for example, um, could just be posting their news on their website, right? But rather than just pasting text into the website, it's more of a feed. These feeds, like as you post a new news update, which is part of your blodge, if people are following you on their RSS feeds, there'll be a notification saying, claim the throne has just posted a new blodge, which I think is pretty cool because, you know, things like Facebook, if you miss a status, that's it, it's gone. That's why people might prefer, you know, email marketing where they send out their, their news via email so people won't miss it if they're not on the internet at a certain time. And RSS feeds is a bit like that. So yeah, personally, I use this app on my iPhone called Feedler. And, um, yeah, I've got just got a bunch of metal websites logged on there. And, um, yeah, as they post new news and whatever, I get a new notification yeah. saying Milking the Goat Machine, who just released a new video, or Razor Ray has just rejoined Bane of Asilda. Yeah, see, I missed that one. Yeah, that sort of thing. So um, uh, Google have one called Google Reader, which you can get within Google Gmail, I think. Um, mm. Yahoo have one, and then there's Feed Reader and Amphetadesk, and they're just sort of... They, you can link them up with your email or whatever, and, yeah, it'll just pop up and say you have 10 new notifications, and you're just looking at it, and it's just the blogs that you've chosen to follow. So I think it's pretty cool and, and something that will be, yeah, pretty big in a few years' time. So, yeah, cool. bands, consider it, and when you start up your own website try and make it a blodge rather than a normal website, which I think is what we've found out as well with our claimthethrone.com. Um, it's pretty hard for us to update and it's also, yeah, it's not compatible with RSS feeds, so people don't get notified when we post anything, um, whereas on claimthethrone.net they do because it's a blodge through WordPress. Yeah, and we've got kind of control of that because it's not something where we need extensive coding knowledge or anything just to get something online. It's kind of like as simple as Facebook crossed with like band forums and stuff. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, interesting. I think blodges are cool as well. You can, you know, like them to Facebook. You can share them via your Twitter. You can comment, follow, all sorts of stuff, all nerdy things. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Blodgecast. The next one I was going to chat about was QR codes. Have you heard of them before, Ash? I have. Yeah, they've actually been around for years, and people have probably seen them everywhere, but they're on bus stops and all this sort of thing, and back when I used to have a, what are those things called, Nokia phones with LCD I always wanted one of them. Yeah, they um they used to actually have them on there. I could never get it to work. And yeah. only now in the last year I've noticed that, you know, some people are crapping on about them and I never really got it because, you know, why are you getting an app just to look at a thing with a barcode and it just never seemed to work. But lately it's maybe the readers are better. It's just like a crazy looking barcode. It's not a normal barcode. And yeah, if you have the right app on your smartphone, you sort of scan it and then it will direct you to whatever is linked to that QR code. So, for example, if we were in a band and we had a QR code at our merch store, um, people might not have cash on them, but they want to buy our CD so they can scan that code and that will direct them straight to our merch store. They can buy something on there. 
Which seems, actually, now that you say it, smarter than going, oh, here you go. You just go to, like we do every five seconds, go to www.claimthrone.net. To find out more about the band Claim the Throne, head to www.claimthethrone.com for the latest news, information, and merchandise. So I think it's just sort of, yeah, people see it and they haven't seen that before and they go, whoa, that's pretty cool. I'll give that a shot. And then they're just straight to the merch store. One click, buy, done. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I think it's cool. Um, Have we done that yet? No. No, but I really want to, and I'll probably print something out and put it on our merch stand for the next show. Hopefully it won't make us look like tryhards or anything. Next I don't posters. Know. Next one was one which has been around the traps for a while now. A lot of bands are using it, but surprisingly a lot of bands are not using it. Uh, that is Reverb Nation, um, and it's a pretty crazy website. I don't know if you've seen it much, Ash, but... Um, no, not much. I don't know. I just for me, imagine MySpace if it was really, really good and just for bands. So you set up your own page and profile, and it sort of looks a bit like the MySpace sort of layout when you look at a band's page. But yeah, if you're in that band and you log in, it's just like a crazy sort of setup where it walks you through everything you can do to your page just constantly. So even now we've had a page for a couple of years, and you still log in, and it says uh, promote this song or, um, link this section of your site to your social media or whatever, all, all sorts of crazy things. Hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it, it encourages, yeah, a lot of promotion. Um, yeah. Sharing your music across other platforms and things like that. Yeah. The interesting thing is that it is just for bands. So you can't have personal profiles or anything. The more you use it and the more traffic you get to your particular page, there's rankings of bands. So for example, Perth Metal might have a chart. The more plays you get, the more interactive you make your page, the more they reward you by giving you a higher ranking. And then, so if people are just browsing music, you might be a really unknown band, but because you've worked really hard on your Reverb Nation page, you might be at number one of Sydney Metal ahead of Razor Ray or something. Hold and on. People check you out. So, if I was Ricky Ponting looking yeah. for a cool new Triumphant War Metal band, yeah. I can just go to a Reverb Nation page? You can just go to ReverbNation.com and search for okay. War Metal or whatever you want. Uh, so, you don't have to be logged in to friend a band to be able to listen to their no, crap. And that's the thing, like that. you don't friend bands because you don't have your own account. Yeah, that's good. But bands do become, quote unquote, friends with each other. Yeah, okay, sure. And you also get um, yeah, rewarded for sharing other bands' pages and suggesting bands to other bands uh, so it's sort of like so it's know, like a third party thing where you create traffic via posting on other platforms and leading people back to reverb sort Nation. of and i think the reason they've got it like that is because it hasn't completely taken off yet so they're sort of trying to build up all the traffic and everything but it is pretty well integrated and i reckon it's pretty awesome yeah um, i've seen it pop up a little bit more but i haven't looked into it and i was often getting it confused with Bandcamp, to be honest yeah right okay because i yeah don't really go on it that much interesting i'll check um, that out i was gonna say one more other thing which is helpful sorry mate shit what was it something about frogs <laughs> I read that frog. The other cool thing is it's really like a social network for musicians, for promoters, for record labels and things. So if your band might be touring to a certain city, you can easily find other bands and then they can help share your band if you need to borrow gear or if you need to know a good venue or whatever. Um, it's really easy to, to chat between other band members. Um, yeah, anywhere in the world. Um, also finding record labels, promoters, any sorts of things, all, all sorts of musicians are on there. There's other cool things as well, like you can 
can like sort of make profit through advertising like what YouTube does. They give you a cut of if you get enough plays. Um, you can also choose to donate a certain amount of your profits that you make to charities and things like that. And all of these things, as you log in, it tells you what you can still do and what you haven't done yet. So we've had our page for like two years and we're like 60% profile completeness or something. And it just always gives you really cool stuff that you do. Uh, next one is this new thing called Tip 5 which I think I've crapped on about on, on this podcast before. Lunch. It's pretty much literally what the name would suggest, and that is tipping $5 to a band. So if you go out to see them and you go out to see someone, you reckon, well, they're pretty awesome. I would like to give them my money. Um, you've got two options. One, the QR codes that we spoke of before. The band might have a QR code at their merch store. As you scan that, it'll take the person directly to your tip five page. One click with their PayPal account and they donate you five dollars because they reckon you're pretty awesome. It sounds a bit like begging when you put it that way, but buskers and nurses and waitresses can get tips. I don't see why musicians can't. Also, as you're on stage, you can say, please text Claim the Throne to 1-800-RAISE-A-RAY to donate us five dollars. People text that number in their phone while we're on stage playing, saying these guys are awesome, I'll text them and tip $5. They get a text back with a link where they can donate that money to the band for being good. Is that crazy, Ash? Hold on. If you were to text Mm -hmm. (laughs) com, do you think that it would give you the option, you know, because is it like trickery if you say text it, does it automatically deduct five bucks from your PayPal? No, so you text it and it has to be the exact, like whatever you set it up to be. So it would have to be Claim the Throne Folk or, or whatever. You text that, they text you back automatically, you get like automatically generated text in return. Then there's a link. Which links you to as commit you click that, to five links bucks you to payment. commit to it. Exactly. Ah, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because I do know sometimes, well, it doesn't really happen too much with eBay because you've got to go through a bit of a rigmarole like, are you sure you want to buy this? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. commit to buying it. Log in to buy. And you there's like five steps before you actually say yes. Well, to I be honest, this. I haven't actually done it. So maybe it is like that. Yeah. In which case, it's probably a bit annoying. The less clicks, the better. Yeah, yeah. But if it was one that definitely said, if you click this now, you're getting five oh, bucks so donated from your PayPal. It has to be. Just confirmed yep, anyway. Yeah, got ya. On Bandcamp, when you buy physical CDs or even downloads, you can chuck in a couple of bucks more because what's a couple of bucks? And you know, every time you do that, it gives the band the extra nudge. And if you can't afford that, what money? Some give you downloads for free, or you can opt to just give them a couple of bucks. So, and you know, that might not sound like much an extra two dollars or whatever, but if everyone is doing that, all of their fans, then all of a sudden the band has a lot of money that can be used for more gigs and more albums and all sorts of things. So, it definitely adds up. And I reckon, you know, tipping a band is pretty reasonable, I dare say. Yeah, agreed. All right, Pudge. Last one was, um, f- what's the word? Fandango. Pneumonia. Not even. Pneumonia. Yeah. The band Ammonia. It's crowdfunding. It's, it's crowdfunding. crowdfunding. Is it? Oh, we should it's overdub this with some awesome voice. Crowdfunding. So things like kickstarter.com, uh, which we've pretty much talked about this last week as well. Basically, you have a, um, a project that you want to do, like an album or a tour. You make a campaign for it. So you, yeah, you set up a page on Kickstarter or the Australian version is possible.com. So you tell people about what your project is. So we're a metal band starting a new album, but to make this album, we need $10,000, which we don't have. So people pledge money. If your fans want you to be doing that project, then they pledge like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. The more they pledge, the more you might offer them in return. So if we reach our goal, if you pledge $20, we'll give you a free poster or whatever. $500 will give you uh, a signed Ricky Ponting poster, that sort of thing. To cut you off completely, I got yeah, an man. email this morning mm. from a guy who um, I just read, read, listened to his audio book the other day. And it's, it was a diary that he posted online. His name is Mixer Man. <laughs> and he was recording a band and... Um, 
had all these problems with him and I'm not sure if it's actually true or false, but yeah, anyway, he's got this story and he put it into audiobook form and then I got this email later, say, well, today, saying we're going to turn that into a TV show and a few years ago he got some sort of a development deal or something like that with, like, Fox TV and just as it was about to sort of go to a head, they pulled the plug on him. Ah. So now he's using... I'm not sure if it's on Kickstarter, but it's something very similar to that anyway. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, now he's asking for pledges to get to 150 grand uh-huh. to make a pilot, so... That's awesome. So yeah, and then it's not what Ted Danson gets, but it's getting there. <laughs> I can't live knowing that Ted Danson makes that much more than me. And the thing is, you pledge money to something like that, but you don't actually have to pay a cent unless the whole amount is raised, in which case everyone pays out. Is that right? Yeah, oh, so that's the idea of pledging, right? I wonder about that. Yeah, so you're not going to... Your money doesn't go out of your bank, and then, you know, if they don't make it, then it goes back in. It's just you don't pay anything unless this person raises, you know, 20 grand or whatever, then everyone has to pay. Hmm. Yeah, I reckon it's pretty awesome. Um, Again, it's another one of those things where it might look like your band is begging for money or whatever, so I I can understand people thinking that. When I was growing up... New CDs cost 30 bucks, and if they were imported, 40 plus. They probably still are that bad if they're, like, in special orders or something. And then you find out that these bands are getting paid... Probably paying. Yeah, probably paying, but let's say, like, a dollar an album, because all of this stuff, when they're in magazines on compilations, when they're film clips, or them being in a recording studio... You know, oh, we just got signed. We got given 10 grand by the label for food while we record and stuff. (laughs) It's all just debt that they're accruing straight away. Yeah. yeah. So, all of this promotion that they're doing, smashing you in the face, it's like they're already in debt to start with. So, yeah, yeah, you've got to just buy the CD. 15 bucks of that money is just, you know, them trying to pay their debt off. Whereas this is kind of like the reverse where, you know, you're interested in the CD, but then you say, well, I can't really afford 30 bucks. And I know that the 30 bucks you don't need these days because it's not something you didn't agree to in the first place or you didn't know you did. Yeah. Yeah. So how much would you pledge in order to hear this music or see this tour or something like that? So it's kind of like crazy stuff. Yeah. It's like puts it, puts the power back in the fans hand, I guess. Whereas, you know, if you're a crappy band that wants to go on a tour and you need 50 grand, no one's going to pledge the money. So you don't go on the tour. Whereas if you're some scabby old cheap ass band, but really good, people might pledge for you and you know, anything can happen. So yeah. Interesting. Nonetheless, please consider. Hmm. And that's my crap over with, so we'll just go back to the old social media segment. Uh, Patrick Milley has replied to our answer of yes with, thanks, I only had the one question, which is what he already asked. And congratulations, Patrick. We answered your question successfully for the first time. Thanks, Patrick. It's probably more interesting than anything we've spoke about this whole time. Uh, Josh Worsley has also asked a very interesting question. How do I listen to this podcast? Good call. Um, Well, this particular one, you'll have to wait, and it'll be some, like, Inception triple level thing where we're talking to you right now and as if you're there but then <laughs> we're actually retrospectively informing you of this days down the track when we're probably doing other things like drinking morning coffees or <laughs> doing handstands but in all seriousness josh wasley if you want to listen to it you can either go to claimthethrone.net stream it and just have a listen or if you want to get it on your smartphone uh, head to the podcast app uh, of iTunes and uh, yeah just search Claim the Throne or Claim the Throne Blodgecast I, I believe I think it just comes up with Claim the Throne yeah and it's like you can't miss it it's either the Claim the Throne logo or How Jesus Claimed His Throne or something like that <laughs> other Christian podcast which is probably quite interesting because I don't know how he did it mm. I thought he couldn't eat his dinner so now that we've just answered that question for Josh how's he going to hear it if he can't get the podcast that's why you've got to reply in real time to him oh, saying www. Is- just tell him 
on this on this social media thing right here, yeah. Um episode three out soon. Listen to the original ones if you want to. Josh. <laughs> I saw a lot of Josh on the weekend. It was really good. We went to a friend's wedding and, um, yeah, we got really freaking drunk and, um, I wish I could tell you a story about it. I can't, I can't remember. My mind is a bit of a blur. Lots of drinking though and Josh looked quite ravishing in his suit and tie and made a speech that made women cry because it was lovely. Really? He yeah. made people cry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our fill-in bass player, by the way. Whoa, what's, what's that? that? Pinterest. Why does the Pinterest logo show up when we post our podcast? Maybe because it's a point of interest. Yeah, that's annoying makes us look like fancy boys what the hell seriously we don't have any that is weird maybe it's a glitch this is crapped on for a bit too long Mm. so my segment this week was one that is bitterly unprepared for so i'll really just mention a few things that have caught my interest this week Mm. my pinterest if you will (laughs) yeah i was looking at buying some cables and stuff online and i wanted to get like a certain quality of cable and i looked up and got a quote off a bunch of different sites from the States and from Australia of good high quality cables. And it came to something like 800 bucks. And, you know, I'm not spending that sort of money on cables. You can forget about that. Claim of Throne actually have um, an endorsement with www.guitars-cable.com. You got it. So um, I should probably inquire through them. But yeah. just for Pinterest's sake, it turns out that you can just make your own cables for seriously cheap. You can buy a spool of like a hundred feet of cable from the States for $80 and you can get uh, 10 Neutrik XLR connectors, which are the ones that the microphones plug into and then you therefore plug into the source or whatever it is, like the interface or the preamp or whatever. Um, And those connectors you can get for like six bucks a pop on eBay. So you need to buy 20 of them if you were to make 10 cables, let's say 10, 10 feet cables. And then it's just a matter of stripping the end of the wire one inch and then soldering the two, soldering if you're American, (laughs) the two bits of wire to the relevant plugs. You can just Google search it. It's like, I think there's an article on DIYrecordingequipment.com on making cables. And yeah, I just thought that's insane for an eighth of the money. You can pretty much make the same quality cables as long as you don't solder them wrong. Yeah, you're going to know what you're doing, I guess, but easy enough to figure out. You can't really screw it up. half a brain, so not me. Yeah. The thing with... Yeah, and soldering isn't that crazily difficult. Like, it's semi-dangerous in that there's, like, the solder's made of lead and um, you're using a hot iron, but as opposed to more finicky electronics gear, circuit boards, resistors, and all that stuff, where if you heat it up for too long, it will actually ruin the particular component you're trying to solder. When it comes to things like guitar cables and microphone cables, the it's just the wire and then the connector, and they can take quite a lot of heat, so pretty hard to screw up. If you do want high-quality cables, just letting you know that you can actually make your own. I'll try that before next week. Uh, we're recording guitars this week. We're DIing our guitar tracks. We bought something that's quite cheap in the scheme of recording gear, like a DI. And, yeah, it's really doing its job really well. You're listening to the Claim to Throne Blodgecast. To me, you fuck you! Gigabit hubby! To me, louder! The old Tim Clifford's just popped up on our Facebook. Um, yes. He's complimenting me on my cup. He really likes it. Uh, he wants to know where I acquired it. I'm not sure why he wants to know that. How much did he acquire it for? Believe it or not, Ash, who's sitting next to me, bought that for me for Christmas. 
Christy Dar, I believe. Mm. But yeah, it's a nice cup. I'd recommend one. Yeah, I got it off uh, Officeworks or one of those sort of sites. I actually made myself a Daffy Duck cup as well. What the fuck is oh, that noise? Bin? Bins. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it costs $5, Tim. Custom design. Thanks for the question, Tim. I never thought we'd be talking about coffee cups on this plodge. Josh Wosley, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, we'll have to get him in for an interview one day. We'll yeah, talk about definitely. all the bands he's in, been in. Us, for example. Entrails now he's playing with. And, Entrails um, eradicated. Uh, the ever-extinct Galleys for Grace. And Visceral Mutation. And, uh, of course, the best one. What was the thrash one? Oh, Laser Brain. Laser Brain. All right, well, that's pretty much us for this week. Um, just to wrap up what else is going on in Claim the Throne Land, we're just trying to currently re-release Triumph and Beyond and Aeotales because we're sold out of both of them, which is awesome. Thanks to everyone who's been buying them from us. How nice of you. And, um, yeah, we're going to re-release them together. So on one disc, um, hopefully, have, yeah, have both the releases um, with some new artwork and stuff. And um, we should have them in about three or four weeks, I reckon. Do you know how much they cost? Pretty cheap if we go ahead with this, Ash. I'm talking, no, talking I don't know. It won't, it won't be a hell of a lot, but it'll... $2.50 each for 500 units. So what are we selling them for? I don't know. 15 bucks. Yeah. Seems crazy, doesn't it? It does. But, I mean, obviously, there's more expenses behind the scenes. Is it that scenes. cheap? Yeah. We got a quote today. Really? Not only that cheap, because it's dual it. case wow. this time, whereas last time we did the digipacks and they're yeah. a bit more expensive. And But I mean, yeah, you still got the artwork and everything, other expenses behind the scenes, but still, that's pretty cool. No way. And because, yeah, they're two pretty short albums, they were EP and an album that sort of fit on one disc, that's probably where the yeah. savings are. Exactly. Good stuff. So that'll come out and then we'll, yeah, we'll still be working our butts off and recording this new album over the next coming weeks. Hopefully finish tracking in, I don't know, a month or so. Yeah. If we're well behaved and not doing too many podcasts, which at this rate, it's probably not going to be out for a few more years. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we've been Claim the Throne. Thanks again for listening and uh, we'll be back again next week. With more. With more. <laughs> and more. Bye, Ricky Bonding. What's the scene? Oh, that's a beauty. But he's very, very happy.
of the fire and smoke You shall seek for the words of the augmented oak In need of a cure to restore one's health We'll do what it takes, be it battle or world When a cure doth exist, you shall sacrifice lies if you choose to persist. For a cure, of a princess, so young and so pure, you brave warriors should travel west towards Melton!